Welcome to the Educated by Design podcast, where we discuss ways to design the space, metaphorically of course, to experiment, explore, and extract your creative potential, not just for yourself, but for your students as well. Hey everyone, this is Michael Conde, Tech Rabbi. Welcome to another episode of the Educated by Design podcast. I apologize for the lateness of this week's episode. I was um, pretty pretty much MIA with the stomach flu starting last week. Dragged on in, I really planned to get something out on Sunday because Monday and Tuesday were the holiday of Rosh Hashanah. So here we are, Thursday going to release this release this a little late but excited to talk about the fourth principle of building creative capacity collaboration and how it is absolutely a prerequisite for innovation now i want to share a quick insight around collaboration something that is fresh on my mind cuz it only occurred just a few moments ago in one of my courses i have a group of students that They just want to do things. They just want to go. They want to create. And while I am inspired by their work, by their energy, they have to be organized. Collaboration doesn't just mean working together and doing great work. It means that you have strategy in place. And I shared with them the action plan. I think that the action plan is such a simple and easy method to organize assign roles and make sure that people can start doing, start going and be focused on what they're doing. But everyone else knows what every other team member is doing, when it's due, what are the benchmarks and when it's time to start to work together and merge the two. A lot of the times we look at collaboration, we say, oh, well, they got to be working together a lot. They got to be talking to each other and making sure that everybody's participating. I, I find that to be cooperative at best. Collaboration means I'm going to focus right now on building a survey so we can do research. You're going to focus on competitive analysis of other companies that are out there. You're going to focus on marketing because marketing starts before the product is there, before the vision's there, even before the, the, the mission statement, before even the business name exists. Because marketing is bigger than just getting a company's name out there. And then you have another student who needs to work on the pitch deck, work on the presentation, work on the story around why it is that they're trying to solve the problem that they're trying to solve. So in the book, I break down some some different components of collaboration. I think that uh, one one of the big pieces about collaboration when you look at the classroom is, what does your role look like? Teachers, usually a sage, an expert in their craft, an expert in information, and passionate. But how can you give up a little bit of the leadership, a little bit of who's in charge, and give students opportunities to to lead? Because there is leadership in collaboration. Uh, I think that also we don't have to always look at collaboration as these big, massive projects. You know, I have these students are going to be working for the entire school year on one project, hopefully that we don't all have the luxury in our classrooms. We have content to cover. We have standards that need to be met. We have benchmarks that need to be accomplished and achieved. So, so what, can, what can we do? 
So I think that the easiest way to bring collaboration into a classroom is to find ways in which students can create content together. And a perfect example, I shared this actually today uh, in, in a webinar that I hosted for a, a school district or a series of districts in Iowa. And I, I shared a story of a couple different projects. One was a nature documentary. If students go on a science trip, all students go on science trips, this group of students is fortunate to go to Olympic National Forest in uh, the Seattle area. It's an incredible place. I was fortunate to go three different times. And on the second time, we realized something. There are a lot of people that will not get to visit the Olympic National Rainforest. And how incredible would it be if we were their eyes? What if we could be the storytellers to give them access to an incredibly unique place in the world? It is one of the only places in the world where in a day's travel, you can be in a temperate rainforest, you can be on a mile high mountain ridge, you can be in another type of massive forest, and then you can be at the ocean at the tide pools. And we go, we go to this place because it has such a variety of ecosystems, a variety of flora and fauna, variety of different sites, waterfalls and valleys and trees and different uh, ways to run various types of science experiments. So they have to create this documentary, but what's everyone, what's everyone gonna do? So we assigned roles. We have two camera operators. We have a director and a producer. We have somebody who is going to be the post-production editor. We have somebody who's going to be the script writer, that, that person that's gonna create the, the narrative that will guide you through the footage, guide you through the film. And then someone who has also the skills in storyboarding. Not everybody did all of the things. There were two people that were camera operators carrying their iPads in the forest in plastic bags to make sure that they didn't drop them in the river and ruin them. This is before, I don't even know if the, if the iPad is water resistant yet, but this is, this is a good couple years ago. So they each had a defined role and at different times, their skill and their part of the project was up to bat. And as long as everybody was supportive and as long as everyone was accountable for their part, it was incredibly successful. Did we have some setbacks? Do we have some minor failures? No, yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yes. But at the end, it worked out and it was powerful. So as we sort of look at ways that we can bring collaboration into the classroom, the most practical ways, I've shared a couple already, are just, I think ways that empower students to really take a look at where their skills are, where their interests are, their talents, and to celebrate those and to promote those. So if you're, if you're having students, like right now, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, students are obsessed with TikTok. Um, I think anyone who's listening to this right now probably has students that are absolutely obsessed with TikTok. And I'm wondering, like, well, how could we leverage TikTok to be a vehicle for creative expression and, and sharing learning? Now, obviously, students are not going to want to, to make TikTok content around, you know, their English class or their math class. But I'm pretty sure that they can create the content, leverage, you know, the music, the bite size, little bits, and download the content, not, you know, not make it public, download, you know, the video content. And, and put together, you know, a 
powerful presentation that uses music, it uses dance, it uses humor, creativity, but they're sharing information. So they're, they are presenting the information. You know, this idea that like everything has to be super serious. I just, I watch a student give a really powerful presentation. He was very articulate. He was very intelligent and he was super boring. He was so focused on making sure that he was calm and he was focused and he had all the information that he needed to say, but there was no energy. There was no life force. Now, how many times are you watching an incredible speaker and you realize one of the things that makes them incredible is not just the wealth of knowledge that they have or the way that they engage and captivate us, but they're probably slightly humorous and in good taste and they're funny. Uh, Sir Ken Robinson is a perfect example. Guy's a genius. His TED Talks, well, one of the most viewed tech talk, TED Talks of all time. He's kind of a funny guy. Yeah, and he makes some pretty, pretty funny jokes, funny comments during that TED Talk, and he gets a roar from the audience. But it doesn't detract. I think that's the most important thing is you can't you can't have the, the, the comedic component detracting. So, you know, simple call to action right now. Got to practice what I preach. Can I get students to use TikTok uh, in a meaningful and engaging way to present learning in their classroom? It's kind of a high-risk, bold maneuver, but it's, it's there, and we want to embrace their creative capacity. We want to embrace the, the way that they creatively express themselves, and I think this platform uh, really levels the playing field of, of music and visual and, and, and gives students you know, the power to be, to be actors and be creators and, and musicians and just overall exciting and engaging um, characters. So the other piece is you know, looking at looking at collaboration. What does collaboration look like? Do you have a friend or do you have a parent in the school that works for a large corporation, hopefully a tech company? Uh, they're, they're not all perfect, but they do have an interesting methodology in the way that they collaborate together and the way that teams and departments work together and the way that you know, different projects can advance because of that, that collaborative practice. The, uh, the really cool example of uh, collaboration that, that I love uh, to watch kind of boring for the students. It's a, a Nightline um, bit from you know, years ago, you know, hence Nightline, right? And it's uh, interviewing the, the IDEO team in its, in its inception. So the Kelly brothers, a couple other people uh, are, are part of that team. Maybe there's about 12 or so people that are involved uh, in the episode. And they talk about how, you know, he's, you know, the Kelly brother, he's a founder, he's a CEO, whatever you want to call him. But when it's when it's time to propose ideas, it's all it's all it's all game. It's all it's all a level playing field. And his idea can be shot down and the most junior person of the group's idea can move forward. Now, there there is a couple leadership items where people do have to be there to you know, make decisions when decisions need to be made. But as far as working together, idea generation using you know, the design thinking process, there is this pretty powerful way of getting everybody together and, and to contribute. I think a lot of the times collaboration, uh, op, you know, collaborative opportunities are missed out because students don't feel comfortable contributing and, and sharing and, and, and giving over you know, their insight, their idea. And I think that it's really important for our, our students to, to be comfortable because we're saying, oh, collaborate together, but I can't even share an idea or an insight for fear of being you know, criticized or made fun of. And, and our students, you know, especially at the high school level, I don't, I don't know if, if this, you know, if this sentiment can, can be, you know, echoed in, in other, other schools, but I find that, that high school students are, 
are like overly critical of others uh, for fear of they, themselves being like exposed as, as, as weaker or as not as perfect. And is, is school itself guilty of creating this perfection fallacy where people are scared to share ideas? It could be, it could be, but the, um, yeah, I think the, the bottom line is that it's, it's just really important for our students to engage in, in, in various type of experiences throughout their K-12 journey, where they are learning how to work together, learning how to identify strengths and weaknesses in themselves and others, learning how to, you know, to blend those together and, and merge them together. And, you know, a student says, oh, like, I love, I love, I'm interested in marketing. Okay, so both of you can do marketing or, or he leads the marketing and you're supportive of them. It, it doesn't always have to be an all or nothing experience, but I think it's really important for us to give our students opportunities to engage in that. Um, you know, using real world problems, I, I find um, I find it really, um, yeah, I think just really, really overwhelming sometimes for, for educators because we're, we're saying like, let's, you know, are, are, do we wanna, do we wanna bring this, you know, do, do we wanna open up this sort of like can of worms? Do we wanna risk doing these, you know, the, these, these open-ended projects? I think you gotta give it one shot. You, you really do. Well, the truth is you have to give it two shots because the first, the first time uh, is, 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 gonna be, is gonna be bad. Uh, it's, just, it's just not gonna work out, right? It's, it's not. And, um, you know, in the, in the end, what can happen is, is that some, you know, some pretty powerful stuff can, can come out of it, but you, you, we have, we have to be open. We have to be open to, you know, to that, you know, that potential, you know, type of, type of idea, uh, a great platform. Uh, I was like sort of delayed because I was trying to find it. Well, not delayed. I was like kind of stalling there. <laughs> uh, I mentioned Hero X, I believe in one of the original episodes, uh, but this is a, an interesting way of, of looking at collaboration in sort of like a crowdsourced kind of way. And the, you know, the premise is, you know, trying to, to solve some pretty big, pretty big ideas, pretty, pretty big problems. Uh, per, you know, a perfect example right now, um, the NFL helmet challenge. It's a $3 million innovation challenge that aims to stimulate the development by experts and innovators and helmet manufacturers of a new helmet for NFL players that outperforms based on laboratory testing, all helmets currently worn by the NFL players. Why? Because they get crazy concussions. Is there a way for us to build a helmet that's going to let these people smash into one another and not be just absolutely uh, destroyed? <laughs> and it's, it's a big, it's a, it's a serious challenge. Uh, it's something that, you know, has some ways a life and death kind of ramification. Um, and, and there's there's a ton of other ones that aren't as as like as crazy and as big, of course. But the 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 point about platforms like that is that it it gives you an eye into you know how are how are businesses and organizations going through the collaborative process? Like who do you need? You know, is is there someone in your parent body that can help students? Is there a chemist or a biologist if we're trying to to do something you know in the in the health the health realm, you know, it's a science course, science class, and we're trying to get students to, you know, 
tackle some sort of disease, you know, obviously keeping the children safe and not exposing them to, you know, the next, the next bubonic plague. Right. But I think giving, giving them access to real world problems, helping them be organized and focused on their ideas, the ideas of their peers, making sure that those bench benchmarks are, are hit and that there's accountability through the action plan and lead by example. When students see that their colleague, that their teachers, you know, your colleagues are collaborating with you and that, you know, there's a math, history, there's an English, science, you know, not just humanities with humanities, but there's some, you know, interesting type of uh, engagement happening. It, it can be really powerful. And, and I think that that is what I will leave you with. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, as always, super grateful for those that are listening, trying to get back into the swing of the podcast. And uh, if you could leave a review and be honest and truthful, but we always appreciate uh, all stars clicked and positive you know, content shared here. And we hope that that positive content is valued by you, the listener, and that you keep coming back for more. Take care.